All right. Uh, I'm ready. Are you? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, welcome to episode one what, what? <laughs> of uh, the uh, Blue Balls, a sporting Kansas City podcast uh, with your host here. I'm Alex. And, and I'm John. Yeah. And um, we kind of just uh, were two two friends growing up together from uh kansas city uh and we decided to uh just start a podcast about sporting kansas city as the 2023 season has just started so john if you want to kind of go into um what kind of spurred us into making this podcast and kind of what what you bring to the table yes absolutely so i wanted to do this podcast because I'm a huge Sporting KC fan. I have been, grew up here, um, and it's always just been my team. So wherever Sporting is in the table, and you know, for my lifetime really, it's been very positive. Uh, you know, I'm always just here to support. Um, so that being said, we can... Well, me yeah, personally, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. I, on the other hand, uh, you know, big both of us big soccer fans. We played soccer for a large part of our lives. Um, I think the MLS is garbage. Um, and I will support sporting. Um, but I really, I you know, I have little interest in watching other MLS games besides sporting. Um, I much prefer european football if you will <laughs> and uh yeah uh my my team is crystal palace in england so go eagles and uh yeah should we uh like break down or like let's break it down yeah let's what, break it down i what think do start with i think to start i would just say the the name why blue balls okay uh for me i think that's an apt name for this team as we have seen just an unprecedented, I think, 10-year run for sports in Kansas City. And I really think it starts with Sporting KC in 2012 and then winning the champion, the MLS Cup in 2013. You know, then we kind of passed the baton over to the Royals, AL Pennant in 14, championship in 15, um, our women's soccer team, um, you know, the one that went defunct, won in 14 and 15. The current? Or was that before? Uh, before the current, gotcha, yeah, yeah. It was just in Kansas City FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then from there they pass it on to the Chiefs. And I feel like that's really where we're at now, where Chiefs just dominate discussions or obviously the team having no success. The current were in the finals mm-hmm. last year. So yeah, they had a good season. They had a really good season. My mom got a... Um, season tickets for them this oh hell yeah this year. no I'm I don't know the exact numbers but I mean they're they're already selling season tickets for when the new stadiums built mm-hmm. so that's yeah. super exciting um, but now I do feel like there's been a lapse in interest in sporting and you know where this team goes i.e. me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the casual soccer fan. I mean, even the dedicated soccer fan like you who really likes a sport just, yeah. you know, doesn't have interest. Yeah, and to be fair, it's not just – it doesn't just have to do with 
sporting Kansas City, um, it, for me, it's the MLS in general. Um, but mm. but the but sporting. Yeah, like I've I've lived in Chicago for the past two years, and um, like sporting has definitely fallen off my radar since then. Whether it be just because it's harder to watch games or whatever, honestly, like I have not had a ton, a ton of uh, of desire to watch because I, you know, I'm a solid, I'm a hardcore supporter of Palace, and uh, and I, you know, I try to watch all those games um and keep up to date and everything and and for me there's like so much more like like i'm interested in watching other games in the premier league and following how the prem's going and everything like that but like you know as far as the mls goes like um sporting is the top of my interest and that's very relative like i said the past two years not really even being much of an interest there but like i could care even less about uh, the rest of the teams, you know, that might change um, to to a degree, especially, you know, I'm planning on following more closely this season, especially because we're doing this podcast and everything. But yeah. 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 Then that's um, kind of where I feel, which makes this season interesting to me. It, it feels yeah, like we're yeah. 10 years out of our last championship on this team. You know, we've gotten close a couple of times it seems like we had pieces to really um you know maybe win again but we haven't and i think that is what you know probably would turn people off a little bit like i i i feel like just watching there's a general sense of the team stagnant with you know peter vermees being the coach all this time you know our jerseys we're doing hoops 4.0 so kind of having the same even just like Jersey scheme, you know, a little bit of, you know, the cauldron having the same songs or just whatever it is, just feeling a little like we haven't changed much. Stagnant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and and we'll definitely get into that more. Um, I uh, see for me, for me, not being a huge fan of, of the MLS and like a follower of the MLS. Um, it's been partially, like I said, because I've been in Chicago. So, uh, a distance thing and me being literally distanced from the team. Um, but also to, uh, what, what was it in the past four seasons or something? They've had like two years where they ended up in like, 20 something place out of the league right um and you know for me being more of the casual viewer in comparison between the two of us uh if i if i was already struggling to keep up with sporting and the mls that's you know further impacted by like like i have less incentive to pay attention if if they're bad (laughs) if they're performing poorly like like last season um we can keep going with this or we could um kind of jump into uh like kind of post-game analysis for week one if you wanted let's do that let's do that so first game of the season 
Sporting KC played Portland at Portland, lost 1 0. Um, tough loss. Tough, mm-hmm. tough loss. I think a. Pr- yep, keep going. Um, it felt very reminiscent of, of kind of years past, too. You know, sporting obviously dominates possession, but just fails to yeah. make that meaningful possession and then, you know, score goals. Sure. That's, that's always been the problem. Yeah. Um, looks like they have 57% possession in that game. Uh, the final score of that game being 1-0. Um, and uh, on top of that, too, uh, the uh, Portland scored their one and only goal six minutes into the game. Yeah. Um, why don't – do you want to start kind of uh, your breakdown on just how the team played and um, and maybe if any players that stood out to you been, uh, like in a, in a good light or, or a poor one? You know, I, and we can get into this later with just how the MLS is set up, mm-hmm. the structure-wise. You know, I'm not nervous at all. I think we... Yeah, I mean, one week is... One like, week. You can't, you can't formulate yeah. anything off of that. No, you, and, you definitely can't. And I probably will be acting like I'm formulating things <laughs> off of off of week one. Um, a little, little bit of a pessimist at heart, but... Um, but take everything I say at least with a grain of salt because like I know that week one like so much can change um and you know like a team's gotta build gotta find somewhere to start too so yeah Yeah. sorry go on though no I mean and that's it so didn't get the results I think you know defense looked shaky but I mean just recently we signed a new center back Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a interested to see. Old, yeah, what's uh, what's his name? Um, I'll, I'll pull that up. Yeah, for sure. Pull that up. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, are you feeling about that game? By the way, that's uh, Danny Rosero from uh, Colombia, Argent Argentina and Colombia. No, he's from Colombia, but he's played in Argentina and Colombia. Anyway, go on. Yeah, so super interested. I mean, high expectations for him. You know, our big pieces weren't there either. So Polito, Yadikinda, and Johnny Russell all didn't start. Injuries, right? Yeah, injuries for all of them. Um, And that's, I think, just why we weren't looking too clinical in the final third. Gotcha. But I have high hopes, and I think we'll, we'll be back at it. Sweet. Um, yeah. Um, what about you? What um, are your thoughts on that? Because you're coming yeah. to it not having watched much of last Sure, last yeah, yeah. Either. Um. So I, I'm just going to, like, look at um, players uh, just off the bat, um, and then I'll kind of go into, like, how the game went. Uh, and, again, this is kind of me coming from, like, I don't have a, like, especially over the past two three years I've kind of been out of it so like honestly like a lot of new faces for me um but uh Pulse Camp uh I thought he had a decent game um goalkeeper uh I thought our for me the back line and the front line were problem areas uh in in this game uh the our center backs 
I don't think had a. I don't. I you know. I don't think they had a terrible game. Uh, they. It looked. A, it was a little bit worrying at times. Um, uh, for me. There were parts of the game where if I was another team watching how we performed in this game, uh, one of my emphases would be emphases. I don't know. Uh, would be emphasizers. Uh, yes, <laughs> I believe that is <laughs> that is the correct term. Uh, would be uh, pressure the hell out of the back line. Um, where where it looked shaky yeah. for me was um, getting caught in possession. Uh, getting caught in possession or or blind side passes that really that you know we really could have been punished on a couple things there was a breakaway late in the game and there was a back a bad back pass um earlier in the game that i believe was volader um that uh those th- you know that could have made the scoreline 3-0 um if if they had been capitalized on um yeah. Zussi, um I thought um, played all right. I was a little bit let down by some of uh, his efforts going forward. Um, sweat as well kind of um, seemed a little. Yeah, sweat looked like the worst for me. Yeah, it, to me, just kind of non-factor, especially in the uh, going forward. And um, like we talked about previously before this, um, the goal that we yeah. gave up was not great um and uh sweat you want to uh, break just, that down a little bit yeah because i think yeah. when reviewing it you actually made a really good point about i think i was on fontas a little yeah bit you more, were but, kind of focused more on the center backs but the, yeah it ended up yeah you want to just break that down yeah so basically um there was portland was first of all portland started the game off better um I don't think yeah. they necessarily looked like the better team throughout the majority of the game, but they started off the game going really hard. And we, like, based off that first 10, 15 minutes, if the game had stayed that way, um, the scoreline would have been more drastic than 1 yeah. 0. Um, but uh, basically, they had the ball, or they were. I don't know a ball a long ball played through or something like that and uh sweat ended up uh instant like you know in hindsight i think the best option that he could have had was just to um put the ball out for a corner um yeah, but right on the goal line yeah um but he ended up making an effort to keep the ball in play to not give away a corner. Tried to play it to Remy Walter. Yeah, but all he really did was keep the ball in play and take himself out of the play. Completely. Um, And then it was picked up by a Portland attacker who... uh, And when he did that, Walter, Remy Walter, had to drop back to cover for Sweat. Um, The Portland attacker then passed the ball off i think it was chara passed the ball off um to uh Mos- mosquera mosquera something like that uh on portland and he uh that ball through um only was able to work and be a threat because Walter was keep Walter and sweat were keeping him onside 
um, because we were outnumbered. The center backs, everybody else in the box was were outnumbered at that point. Um, Walter was trying to get back, uh, and he kept him onside. But the worst part, I think, was Sweat, the one who set all of this up uh, by giving the ball away um, from keeping away. it. He yeah. also the he the 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 work rate to get back. Um, didn't look like it was there, and so even if Walter didn't marginally keep him onside, uh, like he would have been onside by a by a few yards um, from Sweat, who was jogging back. Um, so yeah, that was a letdown there um, for me, and and obviously it was a very important thing because again that goal was scored in the sixth minute of the game, but but the final score was one zero. Um, going forward, Tommy, I thought was our best player. Um, definitely most threatening player. Um, I'm excited to see what, uh, what he can continue to do. Um, going just came forward. in last year too. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen him or heard of him before that game, but I, I liked that a lot. Um, Agata as well, um, up top, I'm interested to see what he can do because I, I, again, I don't really know too much about him at all either, um, but I like the energy that he brings and I like the um, work rate that he demonstrates. So, you know, whether it be him putting the ball in the back of the net or disrupting play at the back or, you know, setting things up, like whether he is the one to put the ball in the back of the net just based off of his work rate in this game, like I could see him contributing to goals, you know. Like I said, whether it just be whether he be getting the assist, the goal, or just his runs, his disruptions at the back, making things happen. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. And he's not the tallest guy, but in the game too, you know, he Zusi crosses it in, and he does better than the center back to head it to Shallowy, who gets yeah. um you know, a, a touch on it. Not not the strongest shot, but I was super impressed by that. And then he has a, a header that um, is probably like a foot or two too wide off of a cross. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, even for not being the tallest guy, did very well. Obviously, coming off last season, too, he, last 12 games, had eight goals. Mm, so, true, yeah. So that's, yeah, he, he's going to be super exciting as just kind of a, a late pickup to, to make up for the Polito injury. For sure. Any other... Um thoughts on the on this game you know it's it's hard to say right now for me i i'm interested to run like four or five games together Mm -hmm. um you know from previous seasons watching a little bit more closely it it did feel like a Vermese loss where you have a lot of possession in the back where it's not active um and, and just, you know, one mistake on our end leads to their goal, and then we just can't get anything together. Um, but luckily for us, with the structure of, like, nine teams making it, like, you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, I guess my last thoughts on the game were... Um, it, I feel like this <laughs> it might not be a... Uh, this might be a controversial opinion, um, but uh, 
I honestly before the game started, I was worried looking at the lineup and seeing Espinoza and Zusi. Um especially both of them playing on the same side. Zusi playing in on the right side in the midfield or sorry, right side in the back and Espinoza on the right side in the midfield. Um to me, if we line if 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 I were a 20-year-old winger playing against Sporting lining up on the left side, I my like my mouth would be watering. Um I just, you know, I don't think that either of them are necessarily speedsters, um, but especially both of them, I believe, are 36. Um, at, if I were a 20-year-old pacey winger, I would be really looking forward to that matchup. Um, you know, just expecting that that pace and that uh, quickness wouldn't be there um, and could cause problems uh, going forward. But uh, I'll leave it at that because, again, first game of the season, really, you know, who knows? It could be season MVP. You really don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I thought there. And like John said about the um, – you were talking about kind of the typical Vermees loss of, like, right. possession, um, moving the ball around the through the back, playing through the back to the um, spaces on the wings. Um, that – was frustrating to me um you know and 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 you can't again first game of the season but also you can't really necessarily you also have to think about how portland scored in the first in the in the sixth sixth minute of the game um they were ahead so where they matched up against sporting uh at the beginning of the game was different from the rest of the game yeah. because they had got a goal ahead and they could kind of dictate how they wanted to play the game um and that involved of course uh becoming more defensive minded especially as the game went on like get people behind the ball especially with sporting wanting to move that ball around short passes work their way into the box um you know packing people behind the ball in the defense like really uh that that's a hard thing to beat um and like we we looked at John showed me a uh, you showed me a the passing, passing map. map yeah and it kind of was just like a letter C of of the center backs to the wing uh, to the fullbacks and maybe up to the wingers um, not a lot of stuff going on through the middle of the field which again makes sense when when a team is kind of keeping people behind the ball yeah. that's where it's going to be the busiest and the hardest to work through um so i see that um but also um if that's the case and not a lot is happening through the middle um because of the numbers back then 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 the emphasis is going to be on the flanks and what i was really um, kind of let down on where uh, if that's the case and 80 minutes is going by like only only that far into the game did we see sporting kind of start being more direct with their passing um, and you know we got three people up top uh, I thought throughout the entirety of the game honestly the the crossing was not the best quality um, sweat 
didn't really do too much for me. Um, Zussi had some good balls into the box, but then also had some some long balls where it was either uh, just trying to play switch, a switch to the corner or, or trying to put the ball in the middle where he just completely shanked it. Um, you know, that happens to everybody, so not, not too much to look in there. But overall, I kind of felt a little bit let down by the by the threat from the from the flanks which like i said was really the only threat we had at that point nothing was going through the middle um and really the most threatening that we looked from the flanks was the tail end of the game you had the agata miss you had the um you had uh shallowy hit shallowy hit um i've got personal opinions about that one but i'm gonna keep that to myself uh and um yeah, uh, that's when they looked most threatening, but that was late in the game. And if things weren't working for that long, I guess I would have liked to see that emphasis come into play earlier um, and, and again, be more clinical on those, on that working the ball into, on that putting the ball into the box. You know, like, if, if, the, if the middle play isn't working for us, then, then we should at least be a threat from the flanks but they didn't really need to worry too much about the threat from the flanks because it because it just wasn't clinical it wasn't it wasn't causing them too too many problems and again to like one one last thing i would like to say about that game is that um sporting kind of even though they went down a goal um sporting looked the team more in control throughout the bulk majority of the game they had the more more possession um again it wasn't possession that was really geared toward anything um but they kind of dictated the tempo of play um and had had the lion's share of possession throughout the game uh that being said um i don't think they looked more threatening than than um than portland it was really like it was really like large gaps in between Portland chances because Sporting would keep possession for the most part. Um, but when Portland did get a break and came forward, whether it be counter or or just like a direct ball, like whatever it was, they had equal if not more scoring chances than Sporting did. And I think Sporting, especially for how much of the ball they had and how much they were trying to dictate the game and were dictating the pace of the game, um they they didn't it, it was just a letdown of how how threatening portland seemed for how little of the ball and control of the game they seemed to have you know yeah yeah <sighs> um <laughs> cool uh do you have a i think you you were talking about you had some questions you wanted to fire at me or we could jump into some of the talking points you got or something I think um, I think the big one is is just talking about Peter Vermees's new contract. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is a good place to start with. So he just signs another uh, extension. Five years, right? Yeah, five years going through twenty twenty eight. Thoughts on that? Well, how are you with Peter Vermees at this point? He's played. I mean, he's managed fourteen years. We have won the championship once, U.S. Open three times. Uh-huh. 
Um, is that why don't why don't you start? I feel like I've been talking a lot. So why don't you go into your thoughts on it and like, yeah. I, for me, I love, um, I love these guys. You know, I love Zussi. I love Roger. Um, you know, the longer I think, what makes this club so special is that you have guys stick around. I mean, even yeah, you like the homegrown, the, the local, homegrown, the yeah. It's huge. I mean, our academy system, I really think, is one of the more sophisticated ones. Yeah, and like, um, and like. Yeah. European football and stuff like that. Sometimes it seems like it's really drifted away from that. So, like, I get that. Oh, like the, the loyalty of yeah. it, you like a lot. Um, you know, and then I think that's at all levels. Obviously, Benny now the academy coach. I mean, the sporting two coach and and Ike uh, also working there. I mean, I I just love that. And so for do you, me, do you know if Carries uh, Vagnon is he's still, still there? there? Yeah, he's still assistant coach. I mean, shouts that, out. Yeah, that core has yeah. stayed together. Mm-hmm. Um, so extending for me is is a positive. I is uh, Vermees's contract. Vermees's contract. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I think it is to the. It's coming into an unprecedented realm as well. Like I looked up longest tenured managers and in post nineteen forty six. So there, there was a, a manager for um, a French club for 36 years. Mm-hmm. So we're not there yet. But for Vermees, at the end of this contract, it will be 19 years. Yeah. And post-2000, there's only two other managers who have achieved such a long tenure, which, you know, I, I just I would love to applaud. No, yeah, it, that's sick. On that note, I will add, like, my counter to that uh, is that... Um, yeah, most of those managers who got, you know, 36 years and stuff like that, uh, that's, like, older records yeah. that, as as it stands now, like, you know, in a lot of places you see managers go in and out. Oh. Um, and, and the other thing, too, that I would say to that is um, Vermees is operating in the MLS, which does not have a relegation system. Mm. Um, and, and that... There's much higher stakes, uh, and so managers in like European football and uh, elsewhere in the world where their leagues have a relegation system, uh, you get less time, you get less chances, you yeah. get less time to not succeed at the level that is expected before you are out the door. Um, because if you were to drop into relegation, um, or be at risk of relegation, that could financially devastate a club and uh, make it really hard to get back into that top tier also. But, sorry, go on with that. No, yeah, and that's where um, maybe he does get more chances than, than managers do in other leagues. But I think also what he's doing with um, you know building the club as the technical director as well like I would I would love to see where it goes. You know, obviously if the championships aren't there, if the US Opens aren't there in as they haven't been in the last 5 years, mm-hmm. whether that will um you know, sour more and more fans to to just seeing the same team kind of lose in the same ways. Mhm. Um Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I don't know if that, that bothers <clears throat> me as much as as maybe I see uh, see others. Yeah, upset by that. Um, when you first brought this uh, up to me before we um, started doing this episode about the uh, Vermees extension, um, my first take on it was why. And I think that was a lot. I mean, I saw people here like, yeah, we're doing this again. You know, we're we're at the same team with the same club. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess my first uh, thought, like, look at it was, uh, where did we finish last season? 23rd. 23rd place out of 30 teams or 28 teams yeah, or something 20, like that. Yeah. Um, that's bad. We did not qualify for playoffs, which seems like a weird year to give the extension. Yeah, or... which which like we can go into the playoffs and stuff later, but like um, the playoffs accept so many teams. Uh, but we weren't even close to qualifying for that. Uh, like we, it was not our best season for sure. And so yeah, that's my first impression on looking at this contract extension of. Especially just like in comparison to other uh, leagues and stuff, just they gave a five-year contract extension to a man who just finished 23rd out of 28 teams. Like, I was like, what? Um, you know, that's kind of kind of my first take on it. Um, I, yeah, what do you, what do you got? I... You know, with Vermees, it's you can get someone else in, but you you never know. It will be a change, but you never know if it would be positive or worse. Like, sure, I feel that way with you know some of the old discussions about Beesler of whether you'd want someone with a little bit more quality, um, you know, on the ball. But then now, once he's gone, we're we're talking like, man, wouldn't we love, you know, Volader or, <laughs> you know, wouldn't we love to have him back out there? Yeah. You know, because our, you know, we haven't had that consistent center back since since he and Ike, Ike has left. I mean, I think Fontas fills that a little bit, but. I sure, mean, but like that being said, like he's also a main contributor who comes and goes and who's playing when and where, you know. Yeah. Um, but. I think I think over the years, um, I think my uh, thoughts on Vermees is kind of biased, um, probably involving some personal feelings toward it as well. Because um, you wanted to play under Vermees at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have just not... Uh, I sometimes in the past have not really liked the way that sporting play tactically um or or not not that i don't like it but it sometimes it's been frustrating to me uh that it's been so consistent no well well i mean it yeah maybe maybe rigid maybe rigid and like and like this is how we play this is our identity and that's how it's gonna be um I don't disagree with that. Uh, I just, I, you know, I like, I like having an identity as a team. Um, and, and I think that's, I think that's important, but I think, um, to be so stuck in that is dangerous. 
Um, especially like, you know, one year you just might not have, or through injuries, you just might not have the personnel that, that is going to fit. If like, if there is a better way to play and you know, you shouldn't completely change your identity, but if there are tweaks that you can have to that identity, um, that are going to result in better results, um, more goals, uh, you know, a better, uh, defensive record, whatever it be, um, then you should do that. Uh, and, and not just, we're going to keep again, like I, like the fitting a round peg into a square hole type yeah. thing. Um, I mean, still for me, I like, I think a, a thing people talk about with for me is, is not using all his subs, you know, like if you, with how congested the schedule is, especially over the summer where you're playing in like 90 degree days, like, use the subs you know you've got guys on the bench who at least to and and that's what i think this is going to be interesting too with the leagues cup and and some of these other competitions yeah is you need a deep bench and you need to assuming you qualify assuming you qualify for for it yeah but you need to have that flexibility because if you're going to run the same 11 guys 34 regular season mls games they're going to be exhausted yeah especially if it's roger and (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have no say on that honestly as far as subs and everything um so he used three out of his four available for portland for portland yeah Yeah, i mean it it doesn't it doesn't matter to me that much you know maybe that will change as i watch more um but i i you know there's so many reasons that you could say and like for example for the portland game like we were behind so like i can see uh you know if you're winning by Mm. two three goals you know in the last 10 minutes like yeah put somebody on maybe who hasn't who you know a young player who hasn't got a lot of experience on you know i get that but uh you know obviously so you're okay with, yeah you're more I, I, just situation i'm 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 agnostic right now yeah. uh, if 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 we see say. it more in the in this season and feel and you know i'll feel it out um i feel like there was something else i was gonna say about Vermese. oh yeah uh so yeah, those those were my first takes on the Vermese contract, just like why, and then also just kind of thinking through it, just been like, I have a pretty harsh view on Vermese in general, but but we looked at the at the previous you know record and like uh, finishing places of sporting, and like that kind of changed my mind a little bit, um, uh, like because. Sporting hasn't been a bad team. Uh, you know, in the ta- in the last five years or ten years, like they've had some pretty solid seasons, top, you know, three finishes, um, and you know, gotten a bit unlucky or whatever it be during the playoffs. And like whatever happens once the playoffs happen, like you know, any team can win um, in that stage. Uh, but I think you know, a bigger a bigger uh, result to look at is like how they performed during the season, you know, obviously were, did they even qualify for the playoffs? Um, the one thing that is a little uh, jarring to me looking at that is like the past five years, past 10 years, like, again, we've had good seasons. We've had a couple seasons that were like kind of mid table finishes. Yeah. 
Um, but within the last five years, what, like two really good finishes, one decent finish, but then two where we are within the last five teams of the whole league. Um, so I guess, I guess. And that's, and that's kind of for the, for the first time under his, yeah, yeah, yeah. His tenure. It, that's like the, not like normal. Place, yeah. yeah. Um, is, and so stands out a little bit more. looking at that, that's where I'm like, okay, so and he's got some two good seasons happened in the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. They've got some good results and some good finishes. Didn't perform as well as they would like to in the playoffs. Um, you know, that's good. I, I, you know, obviously, the more consistently that you can do that, the better. And, you know, and hope that you do well in the playoffs. Um, but those two, those two finishes uh, in the bottom of the table, uh, that's. I, I'm less. I'm less picky. Too, I'm like less. You, yeah, yeah, I think I was being too nitpicky about like why did they do this contract extension when I looked at the kind of bigger picture of since Vermees has been in charge. Um, but if there is any residual, any lingering um, uh, opposition to that contract extension, it is those two, uh, those two poor seasons in the past five years. Because and what happens this year? Yeah, because and this year I think it's huge. Uh huh. Because this year is really, really important. Um, the thing on that though is I would like to have seen them maybe give him a one-year extension mm -hmm. and see how this season goes to see how it's going forward. Not have in the last five years two bottom-tier finishes and then go, here's five more years guaranteed. You know, that I don't – I'm – that that's what makes me question what this deal being made. But – you know, I, I'm, I'm outside of the loop. Um, you know, so there's that. Well, what 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 else you uh, got talking points wise? We got we're at 42 minutes right now, so if there's something we could maybe hit like another thing or two, maybe. I don't know if I have anything else right now. I mean, we could go into... There's various different things. Playoffs. Um, the league. Relegation. All those things are things that I I would like to talk about. Um, but it's something that I could also talk about for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could go into the playoffs. A little bit of the playoffs. So they did change that again this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, this season. Um. And I think it's it's rough. I with more and more teams entering the the league, I think you know winning the trophies and just the number of games that they're gonna now play mm -hmm. for the playoffs is is only gonna get more difficult. Yeah, can you kind of explain the new change to the uh, playoffs this year? So they split it up by conference. Um, the first round. There is a, a wild card play-in, so mm -hmm. the nine and eight seed so will play. The first seven seeds in each conference are guaranteed yeah, to guaranteed. playoffs. Eight and nine play square off for that eight seed. Is that just a single game uh, to get in? Yeah, okay. single game. Um, from there, you have eight teams in the playoffs. Uh, one plays eight, and so forth. Yeah, 
and that will be a three game series like very similar to the NBA. Yeah, and I and that's the big change. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, that um, seems strange. A three game series for the first round, only for the first round of games, right? Right, right, and then I from don't there, that at all. it is uh, just single elimination moving yeah. forward. You know, and yeah, it, well, and yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't get that. I I really have no idea why you. Maybe there is a good reason, and I just don't know. But I don't know why you would do a three game, like best of three for the first round. Um, in general, and if that's the case, only for the first round. Um, personally, I think it would be better to do a two game like two legs mm, yeah like for the entire yeah. thing except for the final mm. um like sing, single game and again i don't know exactly the ins and outs but like um the three rounds in the first or the three games in the first round seems dumb to me first of all uh but then once you get past that in its single game elimination it is. um yeah uh, like I guess my question is like, and I don't know what the situation. I don't know if you do, but like, is it going to be like what's the home in a way like home field away uh, situation in that if they're only going to be playing one game because if they are going to be playing home for one team and like they have a home advantage, which I think is a very real thing, and like that doesn't. If that is the case and that's how it works, like that seems problematic to me. Um, that's why I think two legs would be better because then each team gets a home uh, field advantage. I mean, I, at some I point. do. I like the the single game with the higher seed getting home because I would love for the regular season games to. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Feel more meaningful, right? Yeah. I like with so many teams making the playoffs that you just. I feel like you lose states or even like I don't even know for some teams how this might sound crazy but how important winning the supporter shield is in the long run like Loki I know like little to nothing about the supporter shield so the supporter shield is just being top of the table at the end because conferences aside so so it's like the 2019 do they play the like a cut like a tournament at the end or is it literally just who, the top so it's like yeah so it's like top. who wins the premier league yeah yeah okay but it it always feels like the emphasis is on the the cup yeah and see that's yeah. the thing it's like even though i feel like the more impressive thing is winning supporter shield yeah and that's you know? kind of my thoughts on yeah. is like that's that's, a slog. that's that's how a you crazy slog. that's how you know the the best team yeah not yes. not letting not letting yeah. 16 teams yeah. in to battle it out in and especially when you get to single elimination with home field advantages like anything could happen um and so like i i don't feel like you necessarily are going to end the championship being the best team it could still end that way but i feel like there's a lot more room for like even something like a mishap at the back or something to totally. take out a team who totally. who really you know you know like a like a one seed a mishap at the back uh ending their season to an eight seed because of something like that like i just feel like that is um you know by the end but no matter what 
whoever makes it to the finals obviously going to be quality teams but like there's more room for error i feel in like in in taking out teams that really deserve to be there versus teams that maybe don't need to be there yeah or you know especially based off of how they did in the season you know you got to finish top eight out of your conference which is like what like 14 teams or something so like yeah so like you just got to be better than half of the other teams in your league like that just kind of seems dumb to me but yeah no i i love that point about the the cup i don't think just you won't you won't get the best team by the end of that and at least and there's something about too where you could make it more valuable they used to have the one seed get a buy the first round so Mm -hmm. i think that would be but what you know to maybe go back to that but with the playoff structure too i think you would just like to see them stay consistent with it over a period of time like right now they've just changed it so many times in the past 10 years i think it makes it tough for people to be like i mean obviously they know the championship but it's tough to yeah i mean it yeah it seems like maybe they keep changing it to find the best um and it's still recipe. a young league yeah like, i think that's that's part of it too. Sure. But to find the best recipe for 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 playoffs and whatever. Um but if that is what they're doing by changing it to this, I it kind of seems like the wrong choice to me. Mm. Like if we're trying to make it more even or more interesting or whatever. Or just a, a three game a three game playoff. Like that also too is in the first round the three game thing that that can result in three games at the maximum to try to move on to the second round yeah. um doing that you're i feel like you're just like you could just be giving teams uh if there's a team that beats the other team two games then they get their two to three they don't have to play the third game versus another team that's got to play all three i mean that technically like well one team did better and beat in two games versus three but like then you have like a fitness aspect to it that can affect going forward um injuries that could affect going forward like imagine somebody losing one of their best players um, because they had to play three games in the first round and they don't have them for the rest of the tournament. Um, or the, the transfer window, too. I mean, like, losing players to uh Can to that happen? Be- team. Oh, can th- yeah. I mean, I feel I like... Mean, that's how we lost Busio. Busio left. But um, I feel like, does that normally happen while the playoffs are still going? Or do they normally play out through the through the end of the season before making that transfer? There was a summer transfer window. Have to have to look into, but yeah, I mean, you can lose a guy. I and I think that's a really positive. Like that's just another thing I love about this club is, you know, letting a homegrown like Busio go to Italy and play Syria off. Yeah. You know, like that's someone that this system produced, and even though he doesn't stay. You know, that's. I think that's just like an unprecedented level of, yeah, pride. Yeah, built into Success. it. And yeah, no, definitely. I've been watching more. Danisha. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he yeah. At one point. Well, you know, like. 
I guess kind of we kind of figured going into making this podcast that I was going to kind of be a little poo-poo on everything and uh I'm 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 but now you're positive. No, 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 I'm keeping <laughs> no, but I'm keeping my I'm keeping my mind open uh, you know, if uh if things continue going and are in the same direction that I that I have stated my bleak outlook on I will be the first to say I fucking told you so but but um if uh if it goes the opposite way um and and I am made to eat my words I will I will own up to that maybe yeah I look forward <laughs> to that I look forward to that I know you do sometime mid uh midsummer yeah I'm gonna be like Wow, uh, Zeusy's got <laughs> ten goals <laughs> right now, and a, a young man, six assists, a young man, fastest man in the league. Um, question mark. And I think maybe for me, it's just it doesn't get stated enough. Like, you know, I I'm just I'm so gonna enjoy this season because it might be the last time we see Roger and Zeusy play for this team. Yeah, you know, and those are the two players who have the most caps. So uh, Matt Beasler has started more games, but then Roger, uh, uh-huh. Roger's yeah, coming up on that. past that. Sure. But as far as just like total appearances, Zussi is mean, one and Roger's two. He, yeah, they're definitely... Uh, club legends. Yeah, they're definitely club, club legends. legends. Uh, heart of the of the history of the club and Absolutely. everything like that. Um, and so it's fun. Like some people are like, damn, you're running it back. But I'm like... Yeah, I'm just gonna enjoy well, no, no, it. No, 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 no. Here, for sure. Enjoy for sure. I, I think it's great to enjoy it, and I think it's sick to have that, like again, that loyalty and that dependence and that trust on them, uh, to an extent. <laughs> you know, again, if they're if if it's if it's at a level that is bringing the team down, then I'm not on board. But we haven't seen that to be true whatsoever, and we have only watched the first game, so. We'll, we'll have to see how that... Again, they could be MVPs. You just don't know. Um, and it's not for us to say after one game. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, brought up the idea of doing the podcast and everything because I'm, all, I'm also excited to pay more attention to the MLS and to sporting or confirm what you already felt or <laughs> maybe yeah. Have a... yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah be like uh yeah i was right um <laughs> we're not doing this anymore <laughs> um yeah no but I, i'm excited i'm excited uh, i'm too uh, i'm excited to get into the the nitty-gritty s- the nitty-gritty city pride i want to yeah i want to experience the joy and the tears that come come along with with my hometown hometown team and who knows maybe we start it hopefully more started the year that they win yeah the next mls hey, cup man hey yeah fucking we'll start the journey with them be like for me should be give them a 10-year <laughs> contract uh, <laughs> yeah so we'll see how how many times i eat shit uh <laughs> Or how many times you eat? Uh, or I eat. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we'll both probably be, gonna eating be eating a fair amount of shit. Any closing words that you got, friend? Um. 
You know, I don't I don't think anything too crazy for now. I yeah, just holding off on bigger narratives. Um excited for the season. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's still so much to to grow and talk about, so I'm I'm excited to kind of get a little bit more in depth about um you know, adding more teams and and where the league will go. Yeah, I've got a lot more gripes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. We've just scratched the surface of all the shit I can complain about. Yeah, on and I I think that's really fair. Uh, but for now, I think just sign off. Yeah, sweet. Well, first episode, Blue Balls um, Podcast. Thank you to all uh, listening to all one of anybody listening. We'll see. We'll see. Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Actually, wait, was it? Yeah, John's sister said, uh, was very uh, yeah. impressed and like excited that we were making a podcast. She was thrilled. She was like, she she loved the idea. Uh huh. She, she also said that she about it. definitely would not be listening yeah, to not the podcast. Listening. So, no. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No takers so far. Yeah, uh, well, hey, hey, hey. Uh, we produce it for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah. We're not here. We're not here for the fame and fortune. We're here. I'm here to to complain about stuff, and John's here to bleed blue, baby. Bleed blue for sure. Yep. Well, uh, thank you for joining us of uh, episode one of Blue Balls. We will uh, see you next week. Looking forward to, I believe it's a uh, Colorado versus yes. Sporting. Yes, and that will. We're we are recording on Friday, so actually tomorrow. Yes. So yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank y'all. Bye.